0: what time or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, or for tuning in again. It's Friday. We made it through another week. And this is episode number 250. Two hell in a handbasket. Police raids. Hawaii disaster ghouls. And everybody's broke. And that's what we're going to be talking about here All of those things and more. It's going to be a really good show. Now, as far as heat is concerned, well, if you live here in Salem in the Pacific Northwest, you know how damn hot it's been. And it's my understanding that it's been hot as hell in other areas of the country as well, breaking records all over the place. I don't mean to say the sky is falling, I'm just simply saying, wow, um, breaking a whole lot of records, very old records, and um, yeah, the difference between these highs that are breaking records and the nighttime lows, even the nighttime lows have been breaking records in that they are the warmest low temperatures at night, even after the sun goes down, so... There is that. Uh, Global warming, uh, climate change, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Um, I'm not a scientist, but things are, uh, as they say, heating up. I'm not making light of this, of course, but one thing is for certain. Um, When I talked about in a previous episode, when you put certain elements together is when you have problems. That is to say, um, when you have too many people in a given area, you're just going to have problems. And when you have a prevailing um, attitude, which chooses... Uh, largely for the sake of profit, let's say, to completely ignore that, well, shit happens, as they say. As unfortunate as that is. Now the next phase. Uh, Since I last talked about the uh, Hawaii fires, now the death toll is over 100, and I'm sure it's going to climb much higher than that, because... You know this this thing was absolutely devastating, and what made it additionally so uh, devastating? Because this kind of thing, when you you know basically live in paradise, it it just didn't happen. They just didn't see it coming. It was how quickly it occurred, and people by the thousands they were trapped. Um. You know, you have no visibility. There's only one road in or out. And a whole combination of factors, and it spells disaster. But, of course, the disaster continues. Now it's coming from the ghouls. And that's, um, that's what I call them. That's what I label them. And in case you really don't know what a ghoul is, it actually originates um, from um, the, it's an Islamic or Muslim-derived word, supposedly. Um, basically, those who eat uh, human flesh, they either are, they can be uh, deformed humans or evil spirits, um, just pretty... Pretty nasty creatures with obviously no regard to humanity. Nothing. There's nothing good about them, and they do exist. Now, maybe not in the form of you know, the Walking Dead, uh, that kind of that kind of ghoulishness. Although there are actual, in rare cases, there are people who are well, actual ghouls who eat corpses when they can. But um, I'm not so much, I'm speaking more um, metaphorically here, but in a sense, um, it's the same thing. I'm talking about those opportunists who now have sweeped into the area and before the damn embers are anywhere close to being, you know, cold, they're already trying to swoop up the property. They're trying to quickly buy out, again, to profit from others' misery, death, and suffering. And in one fell swoop, um, these quote-unquote investors want to come in and uh, you know buy up like uh, a whole or half city block. And uh, that has a lot of people uh, really pissed off that finally something happened uh, besides, you know, the tragedy they had to go through, um, that they're being awakened to the reality of the people around them and their ghoulishness. So... um the important thing to know about this is that that is something I knew was going to happen. Um, this is, um, well, there's no other way to say this. Now, I'm going to say this. Please don't go crazy on me that I'm a socialist or a capitalist, I mean, a communist or anything like that. But it is certainly a part of the religion of capitalism. It is basically one of its tenets. Yeah, it's it all works all well and good within certain parameters. In other words, it has to be bridled to a certain extent. And don't even get me started on the free market. But. Anyway, um, yeah, this is one of the very ugly realities of it. And, um, yeah, for those people who are investors, these types of people which tend to be, hmm, what's the word, narcissistic uh, sociopaths? Yeah, that's, um, yeah, the embers aren't, you know, your, your mom's not even isn't even cold yet and they're already, you know, trampling over top of her to get to the title to that property. And that's part and partial of the whole uh, psychopathic psychology that got everything as it is in the first damn place. Um, you gotta be, I mean, to, for, mo- for the vast majority of people, especially if you want a home, it should be no surprise that, um, I mean, there are, of course, there are a few, you know, a few inconveniences. There's always been, you know, some beach bums and folks like that, typically really young. But um, for the rest of us, I mean, uh, you got to be rich to live in Hawaii. You know, the income of a person with a steady career, you could be an RN. For instance, um, say a police officer, uh, depending on, you know, where that is, but (laughs) those salaries, they're not going to cut it in paradise. So apparently, whether, you know, they, those that are just absolutely very obscenely wealthy, or perhaps just to be trying desperately to be part of that exclusive club, they have Perhaps some of them have mortgaged themselves to the hilt. But they at least feel as though they're in the club. Well, that all got taken away. So, that is what that is. And all the details has to do with their personal lives. Of course, I'm talking insurance. That goes without saying. And yes... It would, it would be absolutely foolish not to understand that you, when you're these people and you have these kinds of properties, you have insurance. Matter of fact, it's probably mandatory. I'm sure that would be. But my bigger point is it's the thing that you can't get away from, and that's the ghoulishness. Because it's not just there whatever tragedy happens wherever it may be you know the embers won't even be cold yet and here will come the disaster ghouls and that just that alone and to be aware of that to know that see that's why i talk about this there are a large number of people and they don't even know this. They don't. They, because these are, I'm not saying they're bad people, but talking naive is an understatement. Because, especially, you know, if you are one of the f- relative fortunate few who, um, for various circumstances, and you didn't get that way by being a psychopath in business. And uh, you know, you're just living your life, and you've done what you've done, and perhaps you've done well, and that's fine. But you've been living this way in your, you know, your whole life, pretty much trouble free, no drama. And then it's this kind of thing that hits home, and these people, they're just dumbfounded. They're not prepared. They are in shock. And it surprises me when they are in shock, because I could see this coming a mile away. But then again, I haven't walked their path in life, and as a consequence, I mean, they haven't walked mine, so... There's that. And um, you need to fully, a person needs to fully understand what you're getting into, what things are about, where you're at, and what you're getting into um, as opposed to just sitting back on your laurels and pretending the rest of the world isn't there because it's important to understand, let's put different side of the face of this tragedy but the fact is for most of those people who for all those years living their very beautiful pleasant life which is essentially at least what most people would consider to be paradise uh when you're living like that you just sit back and you the rest of the world the la riots california fires and here in Oregon, entire towns that I personally visited, the entire town destroyed. A beautiful small town, several of them destroyed, gone. Been there, I was there visiting, hanging out, doing things many times before the fire of uh, three or four years ago, and now nothing Starting very slowly to rebuild, but I mean, all the little businesses, the little post office, all these things down on the foundation, gone. So, when something, the good side of this, if there is one, and I always try to, you know, when you've had, and I'm not playing my own fiddle here, but I, let's just say, I've seen my share of hell. As a matter of fact, I'm still going through it. But the good thing about it is, is what it has um, enabled me to do, and what I've had to do, is the old saying of, well, you know, to the best of your ability, you've got to turn those lemons into lemonade. And so at least, if there's anything good that can be said about what happened... Well, that will definitely, um, that should clean your clock. That should make you aware if you would, you know, if that doesn't jolt your reality and bring you around, maybe start putting, you know, the two fingers to the chin going, Hmm, maybe this isn't paradise after all. So, Mainly what I've done is, uh, and, and I, well, I want to make something clear as at least as clear as I, as I can, I will attempt to be clear. You see, there are things that I talk about on this show that quite simply And I have said this many times before, but I'm going to say it again. I am forced to talk about in a less than straightforward manner. And for what should be obvious reasons, I have to do that. It's not that I want to do that. I have to. I rely on the intelligence of my listeners to um, you know read between the lines to figure it out, or as I've said many other times, you don't understand something you got a question, you know how to reach me and this is no different. there are a lot more uh facts and figures things I found out about the fires in Hawaii, and it's like, okay, I looked down through the list, it's like, well, can't talk about that, can't talk about that, can't talk about that, can't talk about that, because of the next thing that I'm going to tell you about, which kind of segues into that, and that is the incident that just recently happened in Kansas. And if you haven't heard about it, in the small town, county of Marion, Kansas, and the police come in, uh, came in a week ago, I believe, and they raided this small town newspaper. It has been on the news repeatedly, but um, in this one good case, Uh, They screwed with the wrong guy. And, um, you know, these guys came in all stormtrooper style and um, raided the, um, at the uh, ordering of their police chief, apparently uh, raided the uh, newspaper. And uh, just, you know, took all their computers, took all their equipment. And supposedly what this is about was that there was uh, talk about the um, the police chief, the guy who ordered this raid, um, that um, some things that weren't going to look very good on his... Um, Resume, let's say, because they had just recently hired this, this police chief, this guy here. (sighs) Yeah. So this is, um, you know, just a small paper. It's called uh, Marion County Record. And it's famous. It has the big headline seized, but not silenced. Now. um, There's there's ton of coverage on this. And uh, some of it I feel has been quite good. Some of it, eh, not so much, but that's the way it goes. But there's an element of it that isn't being discussed. And as you know it, that's what I'm going to talk about. Because here's what here's the takeaway for you. This is what should matter. So whether you are, because this is the kind of thing, and it always starts small. So in the meantime, since this happened just recently, they have basically mm, sheepishly, the powers that did this shit, they tucked their tail between their legs, and they're sheepishly handing back all their equipment. Sorry. (laughs) we did this here hope you're not gonna be mad at us. Mm. um yeah you bet your sweet ass the lawsuits are <laughs> yeah you could bet your ass that's not that is definitely gonna happen as it should and uh, the 98 year old uh, I believe it was the mother of the owner of the newspaper the next day they also raided her home. And she died. Apparently, the experience of having a, a group of thugs uh, bash down your door, and you're a 98 year old woman, it was a bit much for her. And so yeah, going to be sued over that as well. You better believe it. But but you see, it always starts small. Something like this, and you know, relatively, no one's heard of this paper. No one's heard of this town but it always starts small. But what your takeaway should be, at least it is for me, is the thing is they have the power. And this was something this was, was worked out um, a good 20, 30 years ago. This was under um, the Bush administration. The second one, the, the idiot son. Um, Yeah. Your protections, which, for better or worse, more or less, don't hardly exist anymore. They already have the authority to shoot first and ask questions later. And this could be done anywhere, at any time, to anyone. Isn't that comforting? Because you gave it away. All those years ago, when I say you, I didn't vote for it, but I'm just saying. But the uh, vast majority of Americans did, if even by default, due to uh, apathy. Nice way of saying they laid on ass and did nothing while they were, I don't know, watching movies, playing video games, their football game, whatever, because that's what they do. And it's no different here, and in this case. So, yeah, this thing will, what will happen is, you know, remains to be seen. But it's not going to stop. Maybe this time they might possibly make uh, sure they have a few more of their uh, ducks in order. Because this one's going to cost them big. But, hey. But as far as you and your life same deal no warning completely just boom now on the one hand i know maybe what you're thinking where i'm going with this is well that's why you know you have the preppers and you have these isolationist and all that because there, there you go there's the proof in the pudding and <coughs> they want to take our guns and and all that to a certain extent on the surface level that's true but there is a point of this that they are collectively all missing and that is it as far as you wanting to have a compound or batten down the place or secure your your place out in the woods or stake your claim or you know you're a prepper or you're this none of it doesn't mean a shit biscuit at all If they want it, I don't care who you are, where you are, they will come in and take your shit. And you want to, you know, you want to get all cocky and have a gun battle with them? You might want to go back several years ago, go to YouTube or something, or uh, read about what happened with the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas. And that was meant way back then. They didn't, the forces that be didn't quite have to do what they did the way they did it, but it was meant to send a clear message. We absolutely control you. The bottom line is we control you. You're. Your relative compound is nothing compared, if they want it, to, you know, well, the police are basically just about to the point of being militarized, so they can handle most shit themselves, and for that, they that they can't, well, of course, they have a National Guard. The point is this, if they want your ass and your family and your computers and everything else, let's come in and take it. Now, bear in mind, I'm old enough to remember that, you know, that was the kind of shit that happened under the Soviet states, you know, under communism, under Russian, you know, under communism in the old Soviet Union. And that America was just constantly bragging, oh, yeah, that helps because they're communists, but not America because we're free, and puffing themselves up. Well, guess what? Reality taps you on the shoulder. And you can't make those claims anymore because (laughs) they're doing the same fucking thing that they did in the Soviet Union in the Soviet States. Yes, it has arrived. It is here. Now, which begs to the next question. What do you want to do about it? You in your personal life. In other words, because this is all individualized, it's all up to you. It all has to do with all the factors of your life. In other words, if you're expecting me to tell you what to do, I cannot do that. At least not if I don't want, you know cops kicking down my door and all that I can't I can't do that also one of the largest parts of it is I cannot instruct you on these things concerning what amounts to your personal life because everybody's circumstances are unique to them your age are you rich are you poor do you have family do you not have family Are you religious? Are you not religious? Do you, you know, would you, if given the opportunity, would you uh, leave this country and not look back? Or does the idea of leaving America is just absolutely impossible for you and there's just no damn way in the world you will ever leave the USA in your life permanently? Well, all those kinds of things. They all matter. They're all part of the equation. But here's one thing for certain. As you as we are on this ship going across the ocean, now the ship is showing signs that it's sinking. Hasn't sank yet. But let's just say it's uh, starting to, to develop a pretty good list. Unfortunately, most of the people are still down below eating and partying and having a good time. And X number of people, another percentage, are simply in denial. They're simply in denial and they're saying, yeah, well, yeah, the you know everybody's everybody's broke and you know the economy's the economy is just shit and the environment is going to shit and there's fires everywhere and then there's riots and not to mention the invasion from the south yeah but but you know i i i think i yeah you keep on thinking that because If there's one thing you want to have on a ship, at least I know I would have, is I got, you know, a big old good sized, good enough sized uh, suitcase. And in that suitcase is a raft. Well, blow up raft, high tech and all that shit. It even has paddles with it. So, yeah, I'd like to stick around on this ship. I don't mind the food. Generally, it's fun. It's a good party. But by the time, if, in fact, uh, the ship sinking is not corrected, and then you start talking, or at least trying to talk to the captain, and the captain's always busy, and the... um, the crew members are just uh, no, no, no. Everything's fine. It's fine. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, go, go on back to the. Go on back to your. Uh, your gambling uh, here. Here's a handful of chips. Uh, or enjoy the band. Um, you know, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. The more I'm hearing that, uh, the edgier I get. And guess what? Maybe in my suitcase because it being, you know, it's high-tech and everything. Maybe I have two wraps of those wraps, inflatable, life-saving, you know, wraps. Hell, maybe it has three. Maybe it has four. These things can be very compact these days, you know? But the time to talk to me about that is not when the ship has, you know, a 20-degree list And then everyone is screaming and running up to the top of the ship in a general panic. That's not the time. Hello folks. I just wanted to take a moment to give you this brief message. As you know, I don't accept any third party advertising. I want you to be able to listen to any and all episodes to your heart's content without that nonsense and it really is nonsense unfortunately though I do need to keep the lights on here so I am asking for your support the best way to do that is if you're not here already go to the earnestmanshow.com and you can either click on the put some food in the fridge tab or if you're interested in a little bit of merchandise it's the earnest stuff tab in either way, by participating in that, you will be supporting the show and keeping it commercial-free. If you have uh, donated already, I just wanted to thank you sincerely. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. And again, thank you much. In other words, that is going to get you nowhere. You're spinning your wheels. In other words... You had your opportunity, and either you laughed. <laughs> you gotta be. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's got some. We've had some bumps in the road, but hey, we're America. Everything's cool. I can tap some figures out to them about how actually people quietly, especially the rich, which eventually could also backfire on them as well. You see, because it doesn't so much matter that you're rich and temporarily you can leave, but that's not going to save your ass. They think it is, but it's not. It's a little bit more complicated than that so don't necessarily have to be rich um you do have to be smart and like i said if if that time comes and i hope it doesn't but hedging my bets being that kind of person yeah the time that the flood of humans the people are in complete panic and now You know, just a few hours before, they were laughing at me and patting me on the back and saying, oh, silly fellow, and went back to their gambling. And now everybody's in a panic, and it's that, that's too late. So, um, but I could tell you this much, as far as the government which is run by the oligarchs who only know one thing. In this religion, I'll, I'll leave you with this, with this religion called capitalism. And that's what it is. Make no mistake about it. That's what it is. Unbridled capital is a religion. And it's the only religion. And um, they don't care anyone other than the oligarchs they don't care about this government those guys are only the puppets by comparison they don't own by comparison i say they don't own shit you know nancy pelosi managed to waddle off into the sunset and rich retirement with her I don't know five, six, seven hundred million dollars. That's chump change to them. She's a pulper to them. But all those years, she was very useful. And so, um, she's not the only one. There's so many and so many currently there. But uh, yeah, they're just going to keep telling you the same thing as they did like in The Wizard of Oz when he was obviously found out by the three. If any of you have seen that classic, wonderful movie, and the famous scene when he was actually caught and he wasn't a god and they saw he was just an old man and he's screaming, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. That's what it's like. But make no mistake, despite they do things that they do for appearances and certain Pretenses of obligations, they don't give a shit, Biscuit, about you. They stopped that a good 40 years ago, at least. Anyway, um, I guess until Monday, take care. I'm going to tell you the reason why you said listen to the Ernest Man Show. When you're constantly being told what you should think and what you should feel about any given subject that happens to be in the six o'clock news by people who have absolutely nothing in common with you these people regardless if they're supposed to be on the right or on the left have absolutely no dog in the fight between what is actually true and isn't they are simply very well-paid mouthpieces that in reality could really give a shit biscuit less about what really concerns you in your life now i have to admit i may not speak as eloquently or professionally as those folks But at least I try to tell the truth, as I see it anyway. And that, because you value truth more than bullshit, is why you should listen to The Earnest Man Show.